What is going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright, and my co-host slash producer is uh, in uh, his daughter's bedroom recording this. And Cody, how are you doing, man? What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. Wow, first episode of 2022. Uh, yeah. It's good to see all of you, even though I can't see nobody past my microphone, but I'm glad you guys are here. Drew and I have missed you guys. We've missed each other. We've only not seen each other for like, I don't know, three days. So uh, it's been a tough one. But anyways, uh, we have a great episode for you guys. So please enjoy and don't forget to follow us on social media at Drew Code Sports Talk. So with that being said, let's go. Man, it is good to be back. I'm so happy. Uh, I missed you in the last couple of weeks, even though we actually did see each other quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Jim and and we hung out for lunch. And uh, uh, my daughter went over to your daughter's uh, house for a sleepover. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we have seen uh, each other quite a bit. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. so it's still always uh, it's always nice to do Drew Code. Um Man, what a crazy, crazy uh, holiday for for me, at least. I don't know about you, but uh, Cody, how are you doing, man? Doing pretty well. And from what's been happening with you the last shoot, three weeks, I'd say my my holidays have been vanilla compared to what you've been going through, poor guy. <laughs> so, I mean, the most excitement we had was hosting your daughter for a sleepover, which um, hopefully she had a good time because uh, she definitely kept us up majority of the night and it was uh it was fun having her around but how are you guys been over there last uh last few weeks well um covid hit our house um my youngest uh who's not even two yet um he's only 18 months he just got tested positive for covid we found out today as we're recording this on friday so um it's been crazy but you know what it's actually kind of nice you know we get to hang out um, even though I can hear my son uh, getting upset right now, but um, <laughs> that's just as normal. That's not COVID. That's just him, him. being normal, guys. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a little scary, of course, but um, he seems to be good. So, um, and uh, we know that my daughter actually took the same test the same day, and we know that she was negative. So that was good, and she is fully vaccinated. So. Uh, that made us feel a little bit better. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's uh, it, it's crazy times. You know, we've been good for this whole time, and now all of a sudden it's hit us. So uh, hopefully we can get rid of it fairly quickly. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, we had to tell everyone because, you know, they had been sick since Christmas. Um, but we just found out this week that he was positive. So I don't think he was positive when we were over there, but we told everyone just in case, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, trying to make sure that everyone's safe and all that. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, but you know what, this is a nice outlet, at least for me to kind of not have to really think about it, even though I'm talking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's, it's really nice to, uh, to, uh, get out of that for a little bit and, um, you know, talk about what what I like to talk about. So, yeah, well, I'm definitely excited. I can tell already at the start that there's just this energy to start the new year off with the first episode. So I'm ready to get started when you are. Yeah, well, you know, I, I did want to bring this up. You know, you are one of, I don't know, 
I think you're in five leagues. You did mm-hmm. win a championship. Yep. So congratulations to you in fantasy football. That's Thank good. You. Um, I actually also won uh, one of four. Mm-hmm. I was in the championship for two of them. I lost the I lost one um, because the guy had Jamar Chase, Devontae yep. Adams, uh-huh. Justin <laughs> Jefferson, Dak Prescott. And I had uh, Herbert, who did okay. I had uh-huh. Diggs, who did okay. Elliot, who did okay. Basically, my whole team did okay. Right. It wasn't it wasn't what I needed. So yeah, uh, especially against Jamar Chase, who got a, who put up a fifty burger. So uh, then don't help. don't remind me. I'm still stinging over that was uh, the second championship that I was in. I lost because of that. The only but, thing that yeah, go, the only thing that makes me feel better is that there's no way I could have manipulated my roster to beat yeah. that person. And also, too, I scored second in points. So if I played anybody else with the same roster, I would have beaten anybody yeah. except for except for them. So, yeah. I mean, find comfort in that. But it's, it still it's sucks funny that you say that because that was the same way in that league that I lost. No matter what I did, uh, I wouldn't have won. Yeah. And I, I think I made like one mistake. I don't even think I made that many mistakes. It was just yeah. like one on my bench it still wouldn't have mattered right and i still scored more than everyone else so yeah except like, for the person that beat you yep, the person same. that beat me so i was like that but um in the league that i run i actually won it and the last two weeks i scored both weeks over 150 points um uh-huh. and this this past week i had jamar chase i had Devontae <laughs> adams so that really helped yeah um and josh allen actually did good for me i had him but uh, he threw like three picks in like the second quarter. Right. And I, I, for a while I was like, dude, because he, the guy I was playing had Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, Oh, huh. that's not going to be good. Like, but uh, it ended up being, uh, ended up being great with Jamar Chase. Yeah. Your <laughs> league going off. Yeah. Your league, the one that you won in, of course, uh, is the one that I always do terrible. And I think I'm on a three year streak of where I don't even get into the playoffs and I have a losing record, but yet there's every- no money. Involved, right but next year there will be so yeah so because even the new ready. league that we joined together i placed third i placed above you which i was proud of uh i had a i had two yahoo leagues one i won one i placed in third and then the nfl one though i was just mentioning i placed second so i had a really good fantasy year except for your league again so i don't know i'm up for de- i'm debating whether or not i'm going to rejoin this league because i for some reason can never get better than <laughs> you know sixth place out of six teams so you say that now i know you're gonna be you're gonna be like yeah i'm playing <laughs> i'm gonna be like hey you you in this year you're gonna be like yeah i'll, I'll play yeah i'll forget about this conversation no entirely <laughs> no hesitation all right so enough chick chat so congratulations to you on your championship i should have brought my uh championship trophy right in front of me so i can i know really be inspired but unfortunately i have it on my shelf and i can't reach it so same. Mine is in another room and I don't want to get up and grab it because it's only like yay tall. That's how big it oh, is. Not very yeah. big. So, yeah. All right, Cody. So uh, let's talk about some football. That's that's going to be the major thing that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, obviously, the playoffs are creeping up. Uh, there are some stories that are coming out. Um, obviously, uh, Black Monday is coming up this week. So um, some coaches are going to be fired. Uh, probably co- some coaches. There's always an average of like eight coaches that are let go. Now we know of two. Mm-hmm. We know it's Urban Meyer. We know, uh, well, I guess we should say there's only one. We don't know if re- there's reports that Rich Bisaccia might get a chance at the Raiders head coaching job. And 
to be perfectly honest, it may come down to this game this week. So we'll see, but that'll be a story for another day. Yeah. But there's always like eight. Mm -hmm. So there's probably going to be some names that we didn't even think about that are going to be fired. So we'll talk about that probably next week because obviously we don't really know anything as of yet. So, but let's talk about the major thing that happened this past week, Cody. You know, and I know it. We we had been talking about it uh, at the gym, um, on Marco Polo, um, on text message. I mean, everything. Um, Antonio Brown walked out on uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the mid game, um, and the report was that um, he was saying that he was injured. Um, Bruce Arians wanted him to play on the injury and, um, you know, Antonio Brown didn't like that said, no, I, I, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I, I can't do, I can't go out there and play on it. And, um, so Bruce Arians, I guess said, you know, get out, you know, go away. And so he left, of course he jogged off and jumped off the field. Uh, let's, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, but, what was your initial thought when you saw Antonio Brown walk off uh, other than your fantasy team? Cause I know you have, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you had him. yeah. So a little preference too. I might have a biased opinion on this only because um, AB was one of my players that I had put in a, in a flex position in the NFL league that I mentioned I lost in. Cause again, you know, AB just had to be AB. So, but my first initial reaction, cause I actually obviously didn't watch it on TV. We don't get Tampa Bay or New York jets TV here in California. So I had to watch it on Twitter. And, uh, I just remember thinking AB has officially lost his mind. He snapped <laughs> something's happened and I've never seen that before. And I mean, we've heard of a player retire at halftime. I mean, that yeah. happened not very long ago. But this was yeah. in the middle in, in the middle of the third quarter, <laughs> takes off his gear, throws everything, and just walks out. And uh, you know, obviously on social media, you know, video of him and some Uber. And you know, today, you know, there's uh, a podcast interview of him circling where he uh, mentioned something about Tom Brady and uh, the whole situation and in totality. Um, you know, if I had to look at it from both perspectives, I think there's a little bit of truth for both, but yeah. you know, I, I think that there's something to be said that I think AB has gotten too many chances to where he can pull this and think it's okay because now there's spin that, uh, you know, the team knew about his injury that was worse than it was led on and that they forced him to play on it. But then Bruce Arians just came out and said, no, he was hooting and hollering, which has now been you know, verified by other people about his lack of targets and which caused the outburst. And, you know, AB has claimed that he went to see a separate specialist about his ankle that requires surgery. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't seen a, no walking boot or no crutches to have him be off of supposed injury. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, but um, I think one of the things that strikes me and I think a lot of NFL players say is like, look, no matter what happens, even if the coach says, you're done, which is reportedly what Bruce Arian said because he was tired of AB's antics. You don't quit in the middle of a battle, which is what AB did. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's kind of, I think that's very interesting on him doing that, considering the Buccaneers. I told, I thought the Buccaneers were going to cut him from the COVID vaccine fraudulent card that happened earlier this season. I thought they were yeah. going to cut him then. Mm -hmm. And no, they, they kept on with him. They put up with him and, 
then he kind of does this. And I mean, is there a little dysfunction within organizations where he felt attacked? Sure. But I think this is a little unique in the sense of he, he literally quit in the middle of a quarter when he was somebody that they needed desperately. And he didn't act like a team player, which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, the whole point of Tampa Bay bringing him in is to give him a second chance or Mm -hmm. a third chance or whatever. Um, which I don't know if that's what AB felt entitled to then act out to do what he did. But, you know, that was my initial thoughts when I, when everything kind of unfolded. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, I played um, baseball. Well, I played a lot of sports in high school. Um, But uh, one that I can relate to was, was baseball and it was fall ball and we're in the batting cages and I, I hadn't swung a bat um, the whole summer. Like I hadn't played baseball at all. So I get in the batting cage. I was a little nervous to begin with. So I'm late on everything. Uh, I mean, if I'm, if I'm making contact, I'm, I'm hitting it foul. Um, so I was a little upset at myself and I got out of the batting cage and I was just kind of looking down and I looked pissed, you know? Um, and uh, one of the hitting coaches came over and um he said that he said, what are you doing? I said, um, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, what I did. And he said, don't think, don't think, you know, go in there and go back in there and, and swing. And I was like, well, you know, so-and-so haven't, hasn't had a turn yet. And he's like, no, 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 get back in there, go. So I get back in there and I, I do a little bit better, but it's still bad. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, you know, and, you know, he's just like, you know, you don't need to get down on yourself. You're, you're second guessing yourself, blah, blah, blah. This is kind of get, he's kind of reaming into me a little bit. And so I get pissed and I was like, well, I don't know what, what I can do. And he's like, you know what, get out of here. And so I got out of the cage and I stayed and he came over to me. He said, you ready to go back in? And I said, yeah, I'm ready to go back in. And I, and I hit a few, I mean, I still wasn't like the best, but I, I still, got a, like a third chance basically and, and was doing better. The key thing is I didn't leave like he told me to because I understood he's not saying you got to get out of here. Like you got to go mm-hmm. home. He's saying, get out of here, get out of your head and go back and do what you're supposed to be doing. And for a guy who is in his thirties, who has been around the game for a while, and he doesn't understand that is ridiculous. It, it is such a, a bad look on Antonio Brown. It's so bad. Um, I had, I was kind of, I don't want to say I was backing him up in, in the whole vaccination card thing because I didn't think it was right. But I also didn't think he should have been suspended for three games when Aaron Rodgers wasn't even punished, basically. Right. You know? Um, and so, I, I always thought that that was, um, you know, I always thought that was, that was messed up. And so it's not like I'm, I'm coming at it from like, Oh, I just hate Antonio Brown because yeah, I didn't like what he did against the Raiders, but I also, I'm, I'm always on here. I mean, you and I have talked about it a while. I was like, you know, Mike Mayock didn't make it easy either. And now mm-hmm. we kind of know a little bit more about John Gruden and I'm sure that wasn't helping either. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, you know, kind of crumbled out, you know, do I agree with all the stuff that he did? Of course not. I think it was bogus. I thought it was st- stuff that you didn't have to do. 
you know. Um, but this is Antonio Brown. I mean, God, seeing all of this, you're like, my God, if Mike Tomlin is not the coach of the year every single year, I don't know mm-hmm. who should be because he's, he, he closed everything up. Like, we right. never heard about this until the very end when Antonio Brown just didn't give a bleep, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was to see him running off the field, I was like, there, there's nothing, there's nothing that can make this right. And I understand, you know what, even if he's a hundred percent, right. Even if Bruce Arians wanted him to play injured, Mm -hmm. then sit on the bench. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go in. Why are you running off on your team? And now there's an interview where he's saying that Tom Brady, like, Oh, you know, if Tom Brady's supposed to be my boy, then like, why am I, why am I playing on a prove it contract? If you don't understand why you're playing on a prove it contract, Mm -hmm. there's no helping you. Like you obviously don't understand mm-hmm. what your issue is. Like you're not, you don't care. You don't care about anyone else. It's bogus to say, Oh, I don't know. Like, why am I playing on this? I'm the most talented guy. You may be, but you know what? Gronk hasn't done stuff where he's, he's messed up four different uh, teams, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Mike Evans, he's been on the bucks forever. He hasn't done anything to make a disgrace of his team. Chris Godwin, he's coming up. He's not doing anything to disgrace his team. He just got injured. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady literally took him in, said, come live with me. Let's get let's get this going, and let's win a championship. Won a championship with him, and now he wants to do this. Mm-hmm. And saying, well, if Tom Brady's my boy, then why am I doing I, I don't know. Talk to your agent. <laughs> Like, isn't that well, your agent? <laughs> no, it's okay, AB. Talk to AB because AB is the one that, you know, was accused of uh, the domestic violence, the sexual assault, the sexual allegations. That's AB's fault. That's not Tom Brady. You're, you want to know why you're on a prove it deal? Because you are, you're somebody that shouldn't even be in the league with all things yeah. considered. You've got players that haven't even able to sign with the team. For example, Ray Rice. You know, Ray Rice, unfortunately, caught on film with, you know, hitting his then fiance, now wife and hasn't been seen from the league again. But you got Kareem Hunt, who has kicked and beat a woman and he's now on the Browns. AB has literally um, videoed, you know, domestic assaulting his um, his his uh, child's mother, um, you know, uh, slandering a woman who is uh, accusing him of sexual harassment on social media in public and you're wondering why you're on a prove it deal you know like you're you should be thankful you're still in the league and Joe Mixon uh, as well yeah same so I mean I think it's I think what makes it sad is AB has no perspective of the situation like yeah sure we'll forgive you for your transgressions that's why you're on the team but let's not lose perspective of, of why you're this you want a big payday then you need to play and yeah acting out like this is not going to get you paid because now you're not trustworthy, which you already weren't to begin with. And you wonder why you're on a prove it deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. And uh, you know, the Buccaneers did release him officially uh, a couple of days ago. Now I think it was Um, yesterday. Oh, it might've been yesterday. You're right. Yeah. I think think yesterday, I think it was official yesterday. Um, and actually, today he officially signed with the uh, new league, the USFL. So um, I think Antonio Brown knows that um, 
he's no longer going to be in the NFL. I don't think he's ever going to get back in. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick couldn't. I mean, oh yeah, that's, I don't think I don't. If there's any more of a bigger argument as to who deserves to be more in the league, that is couldn't be any more apparent. Yeah, so. yeah. and um, so I, I think Antonio Brown is is done, and I think he realizes that. Um, and USFL, you can still play, and you know what? They're gonna kiss his arse. Um, you know, because he's going to be the best player in that league. I mean, hands down, he's going to be. So he's going um, to be the best football player on a uh, YMCA league. Yeah, and that's fine. You know what? <laughs> Go enjoy it, bro. I mean, you obviously. I mean, as Raider fans, it sucked what he did <clears throat> because we, excuse me, we didn't um, get to see him play, which was really it. Really sucked, you know. Um, and I think he really did like Derek Carr. Um, and to be honest, he really never said anything bad about Derek Carr like he did with Tom Brady. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I'll, I'll, I guess that's uh, that's uh, noteworthy, I guess, as a Raider fan. But, um, you know, we all know it was John Gruden. We all know it was Mike Mayock who uh, kind of messed, messed with uh, Antonio Brown and obviously Antonio Brown doing stuff to them too. So, like he was innocent so as a raider fan it sucked to see him go because he is a talent and we were going to pay him a lot of money um and he did that and so you know it's you know he did this to himself and um you know it's unfortunate to see a guy who's that talented basically out of the league now but yeah you know what good riddance to be honest now he's gonna have a toxic yeah he he's gonna have a hard time making a case of why he deserves to be a hall (laughs) of famer you know, like he's going to be one of those people with all this, all these talents and records that will never yep. probably get in the hall of fame because of how he yep. acted and behaved and yep. all the stuff in between. So, and I did want to say one thing. Um, I saw a poll, someone saying who was worse, Antonio Brown or um, uh, uh, Terrell Owens. And oh. <laughs> If I'm you're surprised saying, that's even a poll. If you're saying Terrell Owens, you're dumb. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, that may be an unpopular opinion. Terrell Owens, all his stuff was off the field. It was never on the field. Mm-hmm. And don't, Cowboy fans, do not come at me with, well, he went on the star and he threw the football that, okay, he didn't walk out on his team. Right. You know, and I will always respect Terrell Owens in the sense of when he was with the Eagles, he was hurt and he was hurt worse than what he and what they initially said right. in the Super Bowl. He was the only one, not even McNabb. He was the only one who showed up to that Super Bowl for the Eagles. He mm-hmm. balled out. He was so good in that game and he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't right. have been that good. Um, so I will always respect him for that. Antonio Brown, um, I mean, to me, he hasn't really had a moment where he's been like so spectacular for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like the good stuff does not outweigh the bad stuff. I think the yeah. bad stuff really outweighs it. And that's why he's, he's never going to be in the league again. I'm, I know it. Yep. All right, Cody, let's talk about one more thing. We'll go to a break after that. So okay. a reporter came out. And said, I will not vote for Aaron Rodgers. He is the biggest jerk in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers clapped back, said, well, you're the most, you're basically trash. 
right like get out of here um which i kind of (laughs) respect like him coming back at him i mean if it were me i wouldn't have even worried myself with it i just been like whatever he he can have his opinions but it does it did raise the question because apparently a lot of people feel this way Mm -hmm. of yeah aaron Rodgers shouldn't be the mvp he Mm -hmm. he represents something bad and and let me say this before i throw it to you cody Mm -hmm. um I don't think politics need to come into sports. If I don't agree with LeBron James, whatever he says about China, it doesn't make me feel any different about LeBron James, the basketball player, maybe the person, but it doesn't make me think that, Oh, well now I hope he breaks his leg in basketball. No. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not saying I disagree with him. I'm just saying I'm using that as an example. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, do I agree with his vaccination status? No, I don't. But it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He plays football. Is he in the league? Is he playing? Yes. Do I think he's playing in an MVP level? I absolutely do. And I don't think that should <laughs> because he said that he was immunized. That um, I'm not going to vote for him. You know that that right. to me, um, that's that's not right. Mm-hmm. But Cody, what is what are you what are you what are your thoughts on this? So I'll start off by saying this. I think that Aaron Rodgers, as we stand, is top three MVP candidate. And, you know, I I say, you know, he's right up there, probably tied for first or second in terms of casting. I think Tom Brady is right next to him or side by side. And then thirdly is probably Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. And I would even say if there's a fourth person, you know, I know this is a little bit of bias. I throw Derek Carr's name in there to say that he sh- should be considered MVP just because of the year the Raiders are having and he's helping them win, all yep. things considered. However, sticking back to the point, again, I'm acknowledging that Aaron Rodgers is top three or four. And if I'm being dead honest, probably runner up just because, you know, if you want to even break down all four of those players on those respective teams that I mentioned, you yeah. Aaron Rodgers is probably the best one out of that entire group. His team is performing a lot better. They're in a better position to probably win it all, all things considered. So with that being said, I think the reason why people, and especially this reporter in general, made mention that he won't vote for him because uh, you know he thinks Aaron Rodgers is the biggest jerk, which is not the first time that someone has mentioned this. <laughs> yeah. Greg Jennings is well-documented and James Jones on their disdain for their former teammate who... Aaron Rodgers found them in the end zone a lot, but you know, Michael Finley, too. Or, no, sorry, not Michael Finley. Um, um, oh man, I can't think of his name right now. Dirty Nelson. He's tight end for forever for them. No, Jermichael Nelson or Jermichael Finley. You're right. Was it Finley? Yeah, it's Finley. You're right. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, so, you know, those players all have somewhat of an opinion where Aaron Rodgers is a great teammate on the field, off the field, totally different story. And Greg Jennings wouldn't even argue, not even a great teammate at that. And he's made that known and clear. So again, this is not the first time we've heard that Aaron Rodgers is not the greatest person to be around. Um, I think also too, with the whole immunization pool that he did, I think what makes it so bad is not that he's not vaccinated, is that he did a play on words. And then he tried spinning it that, oh, it's your guys' fault that you misrepresented what I said. And you know, he was kind of being a real, you know, pardon the language on the program, guys. He, he's being a real douche about it. Like he wasn't being yeah. forthright. He wasn't being honest for somebody that 
who is a high profile professional, you would think he'd have a little bit more courage or at least more integrity with how he presented that rather than being so kind of, you know, lying snake salesman. It just seemed all shady to begin with. So I think the reporters talking about he's the biggest jerk. And if he votes for him and he wins MVP, it solidifies and it excuses his behavior for what's happened. Now, with all that being said, that doesn't mean that, you know, that needs to be taken into consideration with voting. In my opinion, we're going to vote him on football and his talent and what he did for the team. That's that you got to separate the person personally, just because if he's a jerk off the field, that's fine. But according to on the field, he's, you know, got his team number one in the NFC, you know, they're making a deep playoff run. You know, there's nothing more you can say about that. I think where I get disappointed with Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he goes on Pat McAfee's show and he talks about how he's grown into just not giving an F about people's opinion. And it's very liberating to feel free. But yet all of a sudden he had strong opinions to say about this writer that he claims is a nobody. Yeah. And he actually had a lot to say about this supposed nobody. So clearly it rubbed Aaron Rodgers the wrong way. And I think that there is an article where the reporter did, um, he did kind of um, rephrase his words about, you know, he'll never not vote for him again. It's just this season, he's taken everything in consideration. He can't take things personal in that matter. And I, uh, and I'm paraphrasing at this point, but that's pretty much the gist of his re rephrasing of what he meant. But yeah. I think what I'm disappointed with Aaron Rodgers is if you don't care about someone's opinion, as you claim, and this is a nobody writer, why are you giving it energy or air? Clearly, yeah. this is not the first person that has ever told you they don't like you for some reason. You're the problem, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Why is it this guy made you cross that line? And to me, I that's what I don't like is, yeah, you know, again, Aaron Rodgers is almost upset with people's perception of him, but he's the one that gave him that perception. So you're only upset with yourself because of what you have given off to people. And, you know, again, I'm going to repeat, you are so adamant about not caring about what people think, but yet you gave this a little bit more life than I thought it should have, because I'm sure there's reporters that make bad articles about every player Aaron Rodgers included, and yet they don't get the airtime that this guy got. Yeah. And yeah, maybe he's one out of 50 votes for MVP, but you can still win MVP with the other guys. So what? His vote won't go to you. What's it to you? And I didn't yeah. realize MVP was that value. Was that meaningful to you? Because you're playing a team sport. So if you're in it for just the MVPs and not a championship, maybe you know your thoughts aren't in the right place. Then maybe you are proving how selfish you are and how much of a jerk you are. If somebody with one vote says that they're not going to vote for you because of who you are, you have an issue with that. Why is it because you want an MVP vote? Because if you want it, then your 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 eyes aren't on the championship, which is yep. what you should ultimately be striving for. So which is it? You know that's that's yep. how I'm perceiving it. Now again, to go back to what I started with, I think he will probably win MVP. I think it'll come down to him and Tom Brady ultimately, and I think Aaron Rodgers will get it, um, just because he's got the better team, he's got somewhat of the better stats, he's played better this year. I think the reason why like this writer, for example, doesn't want to vote for him is again, he would then be giving him a reward and excuse for the behavior he displayed, not only the off season, but this season and in season, especially with the whole issue going on. And I think that's what this guy's issue is, is he's rewarding this behavior and he doesn't like it. Like there's other candidates that are more worthy of the award, 
because they're better character driven, their attitudes are better, except for Aaron Rodgers. But yet it's hard to ignore Aaron Rodgers, how talented he is. And I, I think this is where that's all stemming from. Yeah. But at, again, I, I don't think that a, a reporter voting should base his personal feelings when he needs to be objective and kind of look at just the tail of the tape, the games and all that stuff and roll from there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you in the sense of <clears throat> his off the field actions definitely have proven he's, I mean, for God's sakes, his own family will not talk to him. <laughs> I mean, none of his brothers, not even his dad, not even his mom, you know, talk to him. So, um, you know, that, I mean, that should say enough in itself. Um, and you're right. I mean, if you're saying that it doesn't bother you yet, you're talking about it the whole time. Um, it bothers you, you know, and it honestly reminds me of Kevin Durant. And this is my issue with Kevin Durant all the time is Kevin Durant, because I mean, this is going to make me sound maybe, I don't know, critical, but it, you know, Kevin Durant, he, he, he doesn't have a family. You know, he, he's kind of, uh, you know, a single guy, you know, he, he likes to have the single life, which is fine. I'm not saying that's wrong, but the, the, um, the energy that he could put towards like a relationship, he kind of puts towards like social media and he is very sensitive. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but in sports as a superstar, you can't be that sensitive. LeBron James just recently has become a little bit sensitive because he's towards the end of his career. Like he's done enough to where he doesn't have to really prove anything unless, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's trying to win six championships like, you know, Michael Jordan, but you know, at this point, he really doesn't need to prove anything. He, of course, he wants to get there, um, and he's not going to really worry himself about, you know, Joe Schmo saying, I'm not going to vote for him for MVP. Honestly, LeBron wouldn't even think about it. And that's kind of the way I look at it in that in this perspective of Aaron Rodgers, exactly what you said, he, sh- he, he shouldn't even give it the time or day. Like, it shouldn't be a thing, you know, um, it, it shouldn't even be a topic on Pat McAfee. I mean, if Pat McAfee said it and then Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, okay. And like, oh, well, you know, what do you think about that? And I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm sure the guy has his reasons and, you know, he's he's probably thinking of it in a perspective that's not football, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm not really here to try and win his vote. I'm trying to win a championship. You know, that should have been the right answer, but he's giving it the time of day and, and saying, well, he's he's trash and he's terrible and he doesn't know what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you sound so tone deaf, <laughs> like with your team. Like, I mean, I really think that even if Aaron Rodgers stays the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, track record shows that these receivers don't really stay. I mean, for God's sakes, Jordy Nelson left for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. why it didn't make sense we were all like why that doesn't really make sense and we were happy I and mean, we liked Jordy nelson mm-hmm. and Derek carr liked him when he was healthy um but it's i mean i don't think nelson will ever say anything negative towards um aaron Rodgers because i think we could agree that aaron Rodgers kind of made his career mm-hmm. but you know greg jennings left finley left <laughs> um you know randall cobb is really the only one who's who stayed around you know mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's obvious that he's not a guy that is easily liked. And it reminds me of Jay Cutler. Now, 
Mm. Aaron Rodgers is more talented. Um, he's been more successful. Obviously, he has a Super Bowl and Jay Cutler didn't. But look at Jay Cutler. I mean, what he's done in his career, he should have won at least one championship in Denver. They had such a great team, but he wasn't. He just didn't try and connect with everyone. He just was who he was. And that's okay to be who you are. But if you're trying to win a championship, you kind of have to be, uh, as Colin Coward says, quarterbackial. You know, you want your presence to be presidential. You want your quarterbacks to be quarterbackial. And, um, you know, we're seeing that with Baker Mayfield. He's not quarterbackial, and we're seeing it in fruition. Um, You know, and Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of, most of the time he is, but he just has these, like, it's once a year where he just kind of does something where you're just like, what are you doing, man? Mm -hmm. And I think that makes all the difference, and, I mean, he complains about, oh, I don't have this in, you know, go after someone this, this way and go after someone that way. And, and Green Bay's like, we would, but it, you're the problem here. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it seems to me. So, um, you know, I, I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers is very tone deaf in, in, in this. But having said all that, I do believe he should be the MVP. I think he is the MVP of this year. Um, I think he, his year has been fantastic. I mean, he's got what, like four picks on the whole year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I mean, I would throw Joe Burrow at the number two. I think Tom Brady mm-hmm. has had some real bad clunkers. And I I had Joe Burrow in, in one of my fantasy leagues. He was actually my backup. But um he has been pretty consistent i mean he'll throw a pick usually once a game um i don't i mean i don't have the numbers in front of me but i'm pretty sure he averaged basically a pick a game but he was he took chances i mean he took hits i mean um jamar chase should be the offensive rookie of the year t higgins really uh did well and then tyler boyd i mean that's a dangerous and then I hated the Bengals coming into this year because their offensive line was bad. Their, mm-hmm. their defense, I didn't think it was that good. And they've made it work real well. I mean, Joe Mixon has had a good year. Joe Burrow has had a phenomenal year. I think he should be considered. I agree with you, Derek Carr, with everything that has happened and him being third in the league in passing yards, um, I think should count for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's going to be, you know, controversial with a lot of Raider fans and NFL fans, but if you hear the national media, the national media loves Derek Carr. And mm-hmm. if you listen to GMs all around the all around the league, they love Derek Carr. Head coaches love Derek Carr. They all understand football. I'm going to kind of listen to them. I'm going to agree with them. So I do feel like he should be in the talks. Do I think he should win it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I do feel like he should be in the talks. And mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on that. So. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't win it, I think Joe Burrow. I, I don't think Tom Brady's that bad, but I do think um, he's had a couple of bad outings, and yeah. I think Joe Burrow has been pretty much consistent all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I feel like he has had to fight a little bit more in his division than Tom Brady has. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that should count for something as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers isn't the guy, then I think Joe Burrow should be next. Um, but I, overall, I think Aaron Rodgers is, it should be the MVP. Yeah. All right, Cody. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about, uh, we're going to be talking about giants football. 
New York Giants football. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a story out of there. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk, we're going to finish with the Raiders and Chargers. Cody, winner gets in. Can't so, wait. Yeah, can't man. Wait. Man, I can't wait to talk about that. Let's Let's take a break so we can talk about it. All right, guys. Well, we are back. So, Cody, <laughs> I, I can't believe this is actually a topic, but I really do want to talk about it because I think it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And you might be rolling your eyes when I said it, uh, but that's okay. I forgive you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so Dave Gettleman, there's a story out there. And uh, if you don't know who Dave Gettleman, he is the uh, GM for the New York Giants. He came out and said that he is going to retire after uh, after the season, basically after this week, because uh, the Giants are no, not not even close <laughs> to playoff contention. Um, and um, I don't know. It, it was kind of it was kind of random, and I feel like he's doing it to get ahead of <laughs> what's going to happen. I mean, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's he's going to get fired. So. He's probably just trying to do it on his terms, which whatever. That's I don't, I'm not really going to think too much about that. But I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, is that kind of like a? Do you feel like it's him getting ahead of it, or do you feel like he really is just like done with football and and he just thinks that he can't do it anymore? I think it's both. I think I think one, he doesn't want to be a general manager or work with NFL teams for the moment. I mean, he's got a claim to retire you know, who knows what the future will hold in a few seasons when he's out of the game. Some team will need a GM if they're rebuilding and look to him. But, you know, Dave Gettleman doesn't have a very good track record with, you know, being, uh, yeah. you know, in the GM position. Look what he did with the Carolina Panthers. They, he essentially is the reason why they deconstructed as terribly as they are. And they're still picking up the pieces. Dave Gettleman then moves on to the Giants and they couldn't be any more of a walking joke. Um, I mean, you know, you think the Raiders were bad during certain times. Giants make it an art form, it seems like, you know, and, you know, just in his short time, look at what the Giants did. I mean, Saquon Barkley is really their only good draft pick that they or I I take that back. OBJ and Saquon Barkley are really the only two draft picks that they really hit home runs on. Um, OBJ is, though, not even on the team any longer. They traded him uh, in the same offseason. I think they gave him a raise. So it was kind of (laughs) strange. Um, but you know, they also drafted Daniel Jones who, you know, some experts were saying, you know, Daniel Jones isn't ready. We were saying that, you know, and it's proven like he's a turnover machine. Uh, can I, can I defend that one though? Uh, I want to say this Daniel Jones, if he were drafted in the third or fourth round, I don't think it would have been as bad. I feel like he's been okay. uh He hasn't been great. He's been injured a lot. Uh Um, but I, I, where he should have been drafted, where he was being projected, where he should have been drafted mm-hmm. is exactly where he should have been. I think he would be a great backup in the league. I think he still can play. I like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's bad. I mean, honestly, I would take Daniel Jones as the backup over Marcus Mariota. I know that's crazy mm-hmm. to a lot of people, but to be perfectly honest, I feel like he could, he would be a really good backup. He is mobile. Right. He also has a pretty decent arm. Uh-huh. And I think he has proven that over the years, he can he can have some really good win streaks. Yeah, um, uh, with some good weapons, and and I feel like uh, Marcus Mariota has kind of uh, honestly regressed in my opinion, and that mm-hmm. that'll be a topic for another day. But 
I mean, to be honest, I would take Daniel Jones as a backup. I think he would be fine. So, right. I wouldn't say he's a miss, but he's a miss for a first round pick. So I did. I okay. wanted to I say gonna, that. I was going to, I was going to ask you, a, I was going to ask you a follow-up question. I can totally respect the backup part of it. Like he's a, yeah. you know, he'd be one of those upper tier backups. Like you hear, um, you know, like who's a backup quarterback that, uh, you know, you can plug in and you can count on him. He may not be the franchise, but you know, he can get you a couple of games. Um, I, I know that. There, okay. Um, Chase Daniels is one who can probably get you like a game or two if you needed it. Mm, um, maybe. you know, I guess this season Dallas kind of proved that Cooper rush, I think was their backup quarterback. He kind of yeah, stepped yeah, okay. in for a game. So he did fine. Yeah. Case Keenum, I would, I would throw. Okay, out there. Case Keenum, I would agree is kind of like one of those upper backups where he's a yeah. really good plug-in. He's not a, he's not like a franchise, but he's a good plug-in. Garner Mish, Minshew as well. Yeah, he's a good one. He did pretty. But good. I think with all that being said, is it's not what the Giants drafted Jones to do. No, true. Okay, and, so and I don't want, I don't want to say like I think Daniel Jones was a good pick. I think it would have been a good pick in like the fourth round or third round. Right. Um, I think it was it was dumb to get him in the first round and yes. that's where his mistake. So I, I, I'm not saying it was a good pick. I'm just saying he wasn't all that bad. Like they're saying, but it was bad for a first round. Pick. He wasn't, he's not franchise quarterback material. And I think what happened is the giants got too cute and they attempted to make a turd shine like a diamond it didn't work, you know, <laughs> figuratively speaking, but you know, and I, and I agree with your assessment. He's not a terrible quarterback. He surprisingly was better than we thought in certain aspects, but again, he's a turnover machine, young kid in a really dysfunctional front office. Maybe that had something to do with it. Cause look at Alex Smith when he first got drafted to San Francisco, terrible seasons until they kind of got the organ, the organization situated. And then he really did well. And even did well for San Francisco, moved on yep. to the Chiefs, did really well, moved on to the to the Washington football team, did really well before he retired. So, you know, but it took Alex to be in a well-ran organization with some stability, and then he kind of improved a lot. Yeah. Daniel Jones could be like that, but unfortunately, the w- worst team drafted him, <laughs> and they had the worst <laughs> coaching staff and developers like can you you put that film on youtube because your face when you said the worst franchise was hilarious i'm sorry no that's i don't mean to interrupt but it was hilarious well i mean i'm just just speaking the truth on how they're how they have been ran and so dave gentleman makes those um you know they don't address the offensive line their defense improves and yet they have all these offensive firepower weapons and yet they are bottom half of the league in terms of offense and you can make an argument that's Jan- Daniel Jones, that's the coaching staff, an unproven coach in Joe Judge, who, by the way, it sounds like he has respect of his players, yeah, but he's just not the coach for them to get them to the next level. They need, they need something more than that, and they need a, a true overhaul and to get some respect back in that organization because right now they're making the Jets look good. And the Jets were poorly ran for a long time too, and now the, the Giants are the new the new worst team in, in, uh, in, in New York. So I think this is both Dave Gettleman, a saving face. He probably knows that he's going to get fired. He probably knew he was on a, yeah. a prove it deal. He didn't prove it. So he's just going to retire and get on because here's the alternative. He gets fired. Where else does he go? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's he got, no- may, he may be a scout if he's lucky. 
Right. Or what will end up happening is he's just going to go underground for a while, retire, yeah. wait till people get amnesia. And then when a desperate organization comes up, yeah. maybe sneak in in some sort of role or capacity or consultant and go from there. But I don't, uh, I don't for a second think that this is Gettleman wanting to retire. He's, he left <laughs> yeah. his mark on the NFL and he feels like yeah. he's done enough. No, man, you ruined two franchises essentially, and now you're leaving before they fire you. Yeah. You know, that's just what I feel and what I think. Um, you know, I I do I feel like he could be an athletic director for a college. I think that is a very viable option. So you mm-hmm. can retire from the NFL, but go do, you know, be an AD somewhere. Um, you know, you could go be AD for I don't know, you know, Kentucky University. That way you're in the SEC, but you know, you're still not expected to do much um so you know you he could he could still do something that's viable so i'll give him that but you know i I agree with you i I think he's just kind of getting trying to get ahead of it trying to hold basically being able to tell his own narrative Mm -hmm. versus someone saying you're fired um and that's fine that it doesn't like i said it doesn't bug me um you know, if I were in the situation and I knew it was going to happen, I might do the same thing. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think I'm more of the kind of person who like, well, I won't believe it until it happens. <laughs> so <laughs> I would stick to my guns until uh, until I was fired. But one thing I did want to bring. Well, there's two things you kind of already answered one of them. Will judge will Joe judge survive. You think no. Right. Um, so I think what will end up happening is when the Giants bring in their new GM, I think they I think they get rid of Joe Judge. Um okay. and I think they start from scratch because normally from I know, uh, I don't know if you would agree with this or not but normally from what I've seen when any sort of upper management change whether that's head coach or GM or whatever normally yeah the occupied position goes shortly after or almost immediately. So you know head coach sometimes when they're hired by a GM sticks around before the GM gets kind of tossed. Yeah. But nine out of 10 times when the GM comes in, they clean house and they bring in yeah. who they trust and, and, and believe in yeah. more so than the last regime's picks, which I think unfortunately will be why Joe judge um, gets let go, which is essentially what happened to um, Hugh Jackson when uh, we had, I think it was um, Reggie McKenzie. I think when he first took over, yeah. he let go of Hugh Jackson and that's when he brought, brought in Jack Del Rio and, yeah and the rebuild for the Raiders. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I would have said Joe judge would survive, but now that Gettleman's kind of officially going, I I'm kind of feeling the other way. I think they're going to bring in a new GM. I think Lewis Riddick is actually going to be one of the names that is going to pop up. Um, I think he's very, a very hot commodity. Um, and I think with the Raiders, the way they are right now, I don't think they're going to let go of, Mayock, I think Riddick did want to go to the Raiders, but I don't think it's going to be open. Um, and I think he's ready to be a GM. So um, I think he, you know, he could have potentially go to the Giants. Um, I think he will clean house exactly what you're saying. Um, Joe Judge, I think he is respected by the players um, a lot. Um, and I think he is respected around the league. But at the same time, I do feel like, um, you know, there has been a lot of questions already. And I think he's proven that <clears throat> he kind of needs to go to a more stability uh, stability type 
organization versus an organization that's kind of going through a rough patch right then. So um, I think um, Joe Judge, I don't think he's done being a head coach, uh, but I think he's not going to be a head coach in the NFL next year. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think he, he'll be fine in his career. Cause I think he did some good things. Um, but you know, I don't think he had the roster that he quite wanted. Um, but I also don't think he got the stability that he needed. And mm-hmm. I think that was a big thing. So, yeah. um, I do believe I, 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 I'm on the same boat as you. I think he's, I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of brought up who I think is going to take over Gettleman. Who, I mean, do you have maybe a name in mind that you were thinking that maybe the Giants would go after? Um, I think Lewis Reddick is a, obviously a popular, you know, candidate choice. I mean, he's, he's literally been on everyone's radar. I think what I get upset is no one's taking a chance on him. Um, you know, he, yeah. when uh, Urban Meyer got fired, he revealed to ESPN when they were talking about it that, you know, he interviewed for the uh, vacant GM job, uh, you know, with the Jaguars and, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. He, you know, he didn't get the job or for some reasons or another, but you know, it's just kind of unfortunate because Lewis Reddick is this wealth of knowledge and he's just, you know, no team has taken him up on it and maybe it's control, but I think Lewis Reddick is just somebody that needs to have an opportunity at this point. I'm surprised he doesn't. We're yeah. going on, I don't know, four years now talking about him and, I wanted the Raiders to get him when they let go of Reggie McKenzie. You wanted him to, uh, when John, before Mike Mayock was hired, we were begging yeah. for Lewis Reddick and that, you know, we wanted him to come home. Uh, yeah. the only other thing I can think of is the giants may get cute and they may hire like a former player an up and coming, yeah. you know, director of scouting or whatever that may now fill into a GM role to kind of prove themselves, kind of give themselves, yeah. you know, a different viewpoint rather than going with, uh, you know, an older GM who's done things the wrong way. And that's why they don't not really an organization now. So, you know, I don't know why, but I, I can envision like former, uh, like Tom Coughlin. I can see him being like the new GM. It didn't work out in, in Jacksonville, but maybe he tries his hand with the giants because he's got a connection with them. Yeah. Um, that's just like a long shot, but yeah. Another Manning I can see. Yeah, but I don't. I, asking, I mean, I don't he's think making way. He's way, making way more money on TV than if he was a GM. I don't think he wants that. I would say like maybe a Tiki Barber would be someone that comes to mind. I don't think Michael Strahan, but you know maybe an old giant with some heavy connections yeah. would give it a try. Kind of like what? Uh, well, John Lynch has no connection to San Francisco, but you know what I mean. Like John Lynch yeah. is a former player turned GM yeah. who's pretty pretty successful. And I think, you know, the giants may go down that same route and then it entices a young up and coming coach. They kind of develop a young theme, like what San Francisco is doing. And I think that could be an Avenue they go down, but it just depends, you know, like who's out there in the market, um, what teams are looking to update or not update, but to promote, get rid of. So, you know, it just makes it tough because a lot of teams are, are looking for the same things and there's a lot other places that are more attractive than the New York giants. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't have anything else to add. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, that covers that topic. Um, so Cody, let's talk about the most important thing. The Raiders. That's right. Everyone, the Raiders are going to be playing for a playoff spot, baby. 
man, no one saw this coming. <laughs> we definitely did not. Yeah. Cody, if I were to tell you at the beginning of the year, you're going to lose John Gruden at the end of September. You're going to lose Henry Ruggs in the middle of October. <laughs> Ruggs is no longer going to play ever again. Damon Arnett is going to go on Instagram and have a gun video and actually have a better year, but then they're going to drop him too. Darren Waller is going to miss basically the last five games of the year. Josh Jacobs, it, it seems like they weren't even running him until the, the last like three games of the season. And I were to tell you that they're in the running of the playoffs. You would say? You're out of your mind. There's yeah, no way. You. I would have said, get the F out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you putting this evil on the Raiders? There's no way a team can go through this much in one year. Yet we have. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. First of all, what the Raiders are doing right now, win or lose, they are going to keep Mike Mayock. I kept denying it. You said they're going to keep him. I think they're going to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You were right. I have no problem admitting that. I think he has deserved getting this chance because he has made some really good moves. Danzel Perryman, mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun Jackson has not been great, but he's been a nice villain. Zay mm-hmm. Jones has really picked it up. Um, Hunter Renfro has been a godsend. Yeah. Um, and the last few weeks, the offensive line has really done well, really done well. Um, I'll give it to that. And then the defense, even though our red zone defense hasn't been great, our defense overall has been pretty good. It's actually like middle of the road in the NFL, which (laughs) Raiders nation is not used to that. We're always used to like 30, 31, 32, Mm. You know, 33, I know there's only 32 teams in the league, but sometimes we're really that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I, I want to speak to Raider Nation right now before we get into the game. If the Raiders lose, this is still a, excuse my language, are a hell of a season. Mm-hmm. It is a hell of a season. This We shouldn't have a winning record. We shouldn't. Right. I mean, at best, we should be six and eleven at the end of the year. That's mm-hmm. what our record should be, but we're not. We're in the running for a playoff. So we lose, and you're pissed off. You're saying, "Oh, it's Derek Carr's fault. It's the defense fault. It's the offensive line. Josh Jacobs should have ran more. Uh, our receivers weren't catching the ball. Whatever it was, you're wrong. We shouldn't have been there. We should not have. Mm-hmm. Not saying we didn't deserve it. I'm not saying." We're not good enough to, but what we have gone through this year, we should not be here in this situation. Mm-hmm. We should absolutely be thinking about who our next head coach is going to be on Monday. That's exactly where we should be at right now, but we're not. We're in a situation where we're thinking about we could get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We could be playing the Chiefs, or I forget the other teams that we could be playing. There's like two because we could be like, Five, six, or seven. It's like Bengals, Chiefs, Titans. Um, I think those are the. It's a uh, Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, and I think the Bills have a slight chance, but I, I think it's pretty foregone. 
Yeah, there's another there's another divisional team that I'm forgetting. I already know it. Oh, Patriots. Well, should, Excuse me, Patriots. Oh, yeah. So I know I keep harping on this, but we really should not be in this situation. Like mm-hmm. there, and I'm not saying I don't. Th- uh, again, I'm not saying that we don't deserve to be in a playoff contending position. I'm just saying what has happened over this year. Like we should have just been crumbled. Mm-hmm. If you're a Derek Carr hater, if you're a Derek Carr stand, I don't care. This season has proven that Derek Carr is a great leader. Who's our receivers? Hunter Renfro has been the best receiver on our team this year. Without rugs, we should have been dead in the water. Brian Edwards has had a crap year this year. He should have been so much better, and he's not. Not saying he can't be. Saying this year he should have been better, and he's not. Zay Jones. For the first few weeks, he could not get to. I'm like, I was like, dude, I don't think he's going to be a Raider next year. Like, he shouldn't be a Raider next year because he just can't get open. Um, Darren Waller really hasn't been available in a while. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson was a nice signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of opens up the field a little bit, but we don't use him a ton. And rightfully so. I mean, you know. And then Foster Moreau, every year, every week that Darren Waller's out, I keep seeing on fantasy, uh, you know, on NFL Network or ESPN, they're like, start Foster Moreau, start Foster Moreau. And he drops like five balls in the game. Mm-hmm. Where he fumbles. We shouldn't be here. Like, I, I don't know if you're – if you've seen the Raiders, if you're listening to this – it's it is a miracle. I mean, this is almost as big as the USA beating Russia in the okay, maybe not that big, but it is okay. still very that <laughs> almost that crazy that we're in this situation. Okay. This to me not only says that Mike Mayock is going to retain his position as GM, but Derek Carr is going to retain his position as quarterback. And I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. I am that confident because the national media is seeing what's happening with the Raiders, win or lose. Mm-hmm. The local media is now starting to be like, oh, you know, Derek Carr's doing pretty good. Uh-huh. You know, oh, okay, you know. And I think every players, GMs, head coaches, they all see it. Okay. Now, this is the only thing I'm going to push back on. Rich Bisaccia, win or lose. If we get in the playoffs, if we lose, he still shouldn't be the head coach either way. His game management has been very iffy. Now, he hasn't had this opportunity. I'm glad he got this opportunity. But I think if you want to get Raider Nation behind you, you need to hire a guy who's going to be an offensive guy where then you can say, okay, this is the time their Derek Carr needs to prove it. It is so much BS that I keep seeing all over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, that everyone keeps saying, well, this should be, this is going to be Derek Carr's defining game. This is where he needs to make his money. Blah, blah. No, he's already done that this year. He's done it. He doesn't need to win or lose, to be honest. He doesn't. He's proven what he can do. He's taken a team that honestly is a worse, <clears throat> almost a worse roster. Than Jacksonville Jaguars offense. It is that bad. And I will I will stand to that. 
Our offensive line is good. We have Josh Jacobs. He hasn't had the year that he should have. And we have Hunter Renfro as our receiver, and that's it. I'm... I know I'm going a little long, and I'm sorry, Cody, but I'm telling you this. I don't care if the Raiders win or lose. I really don't. Of course I want them to win. I'm going to root for them. If they lose, I'll be upset. But I'm going to be like, man, how amazing was it that we were even in that situation? I don't care if we lose 49 nothing. It is crazy that we're here. Yeah. I just want to speak on the reason why we're here is because of Derek Carr. So all those Derek Carr haters just recognize it's him that led them on his 29th fourth quarter win uh, of his career. So 29 fourth quarter wins. I don't think people realize that is nearly two and a half. There's nearly two full seasons of late game game winning drives that he has done in his career with the Raiders. And he did so to give the Raiders a chance. And I 100% agree. We echoed this for weeks that when uh, Henry Ruggs had his incident, John Gruden got fired. Uh, uh, who's the cornerback that we drafted first round? Who cares? Damon now? Arnett. Damon Arnett. <laughs> Who cares at this point? He's not even on the team anymore. <laughs> All that. And we, we had every excuse in the book to just pack yeah. it in, just fight for a top 10 spot. Let's live to fight another year. And we were, I was, I was preaching rebuild. I was like, why, what, what is it in their interest to keep the roster that they have? They're going to blow this thing up. They're going to get a brand new quarterback. They're going to get a brand new coach. I was the first one to say they're blowing this thing up. They have every excuse built in to just throw in the towel. They are more than entitled to do so with everything that's happened. Mm -hmm. And no, they fought and fought and fought and fought and clawed their way back to where they are a win and you're in situation with thankfully the, thankfully the chargers, it's kind of amazing where we're at and yeah. I'm optimist. I'm, <laughs> I gotta choose my words wisely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am. I am hopeful that we can pull it off. Um, yeah. You know, I, will I be heartbroken if we don't? Yes. But like, as you said, and I'll echo the fact that we made it this far to me, that's a success. I mean, this team showed heart, showed grit. You know, we beat teams we were supposed to beat. We beat the Cowboys. Um, you know, we lost our hands off to, you know, the likes of the Chiefs and Bengals. But, I mean, Bengals are a great team. So, is that really that bad of a loss, you know? And we beat the Ravens. We've beaten Miami. We beat the Eagles, who are in the playoffs representing the NFC. So, we've had some great games this season, and a lot of which have happened post-drama. And I think what's beautiful too is this is going to be a win in your end, get into the playoffs, give us a chance. Now, do I think we're going to make it a long run? No, but at least we're in. First playoff since 2016, if I'm not mistaken, which was the year that Derek Carr should have been MVP, but broke his leg in the Mm -hmm. second to last game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And we have an opportunity to get in for John Gruden, which I think is even more uh, special is, you know, we lost John Gruden a uh, week or so ago and for the Raiders to win for him and to win, to get into the playoffs for him as well, to carry on, I think would be so terrific. And Derek Carr deserves to get an extension with the Raiders. Raiders would be dumb to let him walk. I mean, he should be yeah. a Raider for life after this season. Yeah. This is his fourth consecutive 4,000 yard uh, season that he's thrown in yards. 
Mm -hmm. He's made Hunter Winfro uh, the franchise's leader in a single season of receptions over Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. Yeah. um, In terms of like single season production. And he's just gotten them to focus. And Rich Passaccia, I mean, I'm going to make a crazy take and you're, you may not agree with it, but I think you'll, you'll understand it, which I will not be surprised, nor would I be upset if he came back for as the head coach. I think, I, I think what will end up happening is Mike Mayock will look at the production. We'll see that, you know, Pisaccio got these guys to play. He coexisted with Derek Carr. Let's see what Pisaccio does, putting in his own program, building his own team, his own coaches, building a relationship. Because remember, Pisaccio took over John Gruden's stuff. So he was essentially running the same program. You know, just he was now echoing it. So who knows what all he was allowed to change because it was already mid, it was already, what is it, six games into it. So you're not going to completely adopt a whole new plan or anything like that that far into the season. So yeah. he probably is just running with it. So I think you give him an entire offseason, work with Mike Mayock with who you want to bring in. Who knows what could happen? Because even if we make the playoffs and let's say we lose the next game, now in the offseason, you'd think, okay, what do we need now to n- take the next step rather than rebuild because of the position we came into now? So I I kind of think that Pisaccia is going to, if he gets into the playoffs, and I would even say now he might even stand a pretty good chance at keeping the head coaching job because of the relationship he probably has with the players and Mayock and basically just seeing what he can do with a full season with it him being in full control rather than working with what John Gruden, John Gruden built. And then just, you know, trying to find your voice and, and work in that fashion, in my opinion. So, um, you know, I know that's not the sexy answer. We're going to want the newest coach, but that's how I kind of see things playing out. But just the fact that the Raiders are in this position to even have this conversation of now, rather than who's our, who are we drafting at, uh, in the top 10 spot. Now we're talking about, okay, what are we going to do to defeat, you know, Justin Herbert and the chargers to get a spot in there? You know, we're, we're now in a position where we're thinking playoffs and we have a chance to continue the season and shock the world essentially. Cause I can guarantee you, nobody would have guessed that the Raiders after all this would be in the position they're at. I mean, we did for sure. We, like I said, we were like, sell it. I mean, they, what do they have to, (laughs) what do they have to prove? I mean, there's sale. Yeah. There's, you know, liquidation sale, come get it while it's hot. You know, yeah. like we, we were ready to just let everything go. And we're in a yeah. position right now to where we can do something super special. And I think that's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is amazing. Um, and, and here's another thing. The Raiders didn't have a losing season. Like if they lose, they're still having a winning record. They're nine mm-hmm. and eight. You know, if they win, they're 10 and seven. I mean, we, predicted that mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year and we weren't even sure because of john gruden mm-hmm. you said that john gruden wasn't was going to leave in the middle of the season we would have been like oh well let me change it right now an 11 you know yeah um and honestly you know rugs we we really saw something and I, I know you and i both saw something when we were like this rugs guy he can be something really special and he was he was really good this year mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, he made a really bad choice. And um, so we're in this spot now. 
And I mean, after just after those two things, I mean, everyone was like, the Raiders are done. I mean, even like exactly what you were saying, you and I, we were like, it's not good. You know, it's not good. And, and, and it shouldn't be, you know, it, it shouldn't be good. I mean, this is, these are two devastating losses, you know, whether we agreed that John Gruden should have been the head coach or not. I mean, he's obviously the leader of the team. Um, that was a and it was a bad story. It's not like we just fired him because of performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fire him because of what came out. Mm-hmm. And also it didn't help that his performance wasn't great. So, you know, there was a lot of factors with that. You know, and then you talk about Ruggs, who was literally the one receiver that we could rely on in a big spot, you know, Hunter Renfro was having an okay year, but he wasn't doing what he's doing now. Um, and Darren Waller, he had a really good week one, but he kind of was starting to tail off. And so rugs kind of picked that up. And so losing rugs, it was huge. You know, he was our deep threat and that's why we went after Deshaun Jackson. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 it's crazy to me that we're, that we are in this situation. Like it just blows my mind. Um, but exactly what you said, you know, Derek Carr really put this team on his back and it's just kind of funny how Raider nation kind of had amnesia about what happened with the Henry rug situation, how everyone was like, dude, Derek Carr, man, like, if you don't want him as a teammate, I don't know who you want. And then the next week, you know, they lose. And it was like, it was like, oh, well, you know, Derek Carr, he, he needs to go. He needs to go. And it's like, do you understand how big leadership really is? Like, do you really think that Dak Prescott is like top five quarterback in the NFL? No, he's not. You know why he's a lot better than what, you know, he actually is, is because of his leadership skills. His team, his teammates believe in him. They trust him. They know what he's about. He's a great leader. You want to play for a guy like that. Why do you think Jay Cutler didn't do well in the league? No one wanted to play for him. That's why it was never successful. Jay Cutler had a great arm. He was accurate. He just was a, what was the word you used? Douche. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, Derek Carr is not that. Tom Brady is not that, whether you think so or not. Tom Brady is not this smug a-hole that a lot of people believe that he is he's actually a really likable guy i mean that's why all of his teammates freaking love him (laughs) he just demands perfection yeah yeah i mean aaron Rodgers is an outlier because he's probably the most talented quarterback we've ever seen um and you know that's why he can get away with a lot of the stuff that he does but i mean i've heard colin coward say a lot tom brady is not the most talented quarterback in the league he never has been and he never will He's just a product of he's a great leader and he's smart. And that's what he does. Derek Carr to me is a great leader and he's smart. So <clears throat> Cody, I, I know we're a little over time, but I did want to touch on this real quick. The chargers literally get everyone back. They have Derwin James. Mike Williams is back. I mean, everyone's healthy. Austin Eckler, all that. So it's not boding well for the Raiders. The Raiders are still a little unhealthy. Waller is still technically injured. He's still uh, reported as on the injury list. Um, so we'll see if he comes back. And Josh Jacobs is actually on the injured list too. He um, he really didn't uh, play a lot in the Colts game. So what, I mean, 
I guess I don't, I'm not going to hold you to a, a perfect percentage, but like what percentage do you feel like the Raiders do have, have, have a chance of winning this game? Um, I would, I would say it's not above 50%. If I'm being honest, I would yeah. say I have a set about 40%, maybe. Okay. And I, and I'll tell you why it, what it take, what I think is going to take for the Raiders, as you just mentioned, where we potentially may not have Jacobs. We may not get Waller back in this game. Uh, the Chargers are getting everybody back. They can, they have Eckler, of course, they're getting Allen. They have Williams. They have their de- defensive players basically all coming back as well. I think what it's going to take from the Raiders is we're going to have to lean on our defense to create turnovers, make Herbert uncomfortable because does he have an electric arm? Absolutely. Do they have a lot of yeah. weapons? Yes. But let's not forget, Herbert is a second-year quarterback, and yeah. we need to apply pressure. We need to yep. get Ngakwe. We need to get um, Perryman, even on some sneaky blitzes. We need to get um, Crosby, Crosby just nailing those outside, <laughs> containing him, making him press the pocket to, to just to nail him to where he's uncomfortable. Because yep. if you let him just sit back there and do whatever he wants, the, our secondary will break down. He'll find the open guy. You know, we got to protect the middle of the field. We got to, you know, we got to make sure we don't let anyone get behind us. It's going to take a, it's going to take a defense that we were praying for all last year. And now (laughs) it's put up or shut up. This, the defense time to shine and they're going to be what's going to help us contain him or get us the ball. Cause if we can get the ball back from Herbert and just wear out the Chargers defense, we have yeah. the ability to run the clock out. We can play yeah. old school football if they want, but it's going to, it's going to be our defense that has to set the tone. They've got to be physical. They've got to make Herbert uncomfortable. You got to find a way to disrupt the rhythm. Don't let Eckler be the one that beats us. Cause he can very easily score four touchdowns all on his own in any variety. And, you know, and it's going to start with making Herbert make mistakes, make him overthrow it, make him overthink, make him second guess himself. With pressure, that's what it's going to start with. So, yeah. you know, that's going to be the challenge is how do we do that? And unfortunately, because the Chargers have so much offensive talent, I think that's why we're kind of in a uphill battle. We don't have a lot of our weapons at our disposal offensively to kind of compete with that. We did lose them in a close game earlier this year. I think it was only by one score, but still early on in that game, their offense controlled our defense and we had a hard time kind of gaining ground once we fell behind. So it's going to, it's going to be on us to just, you know, keep it all in front, keep it a low scoring game. Like let it be a drag out game. If it's all on field goals, I trust our kicker way more than the chargers kicker. Uh, We just got to make sure that our defense just kind of stays strong and doesn't let, doesn't let big things go above them, go past them and just, you know, step up is basically what we need. Yeah, I, I would give the Raiders a 45% chance. I think the momentum that they've had these last few weeks uh, give them a bump. Um, I think the way that Renfro has been playing, uh, I mean, I don't I don't really fear any cornerback guarding him. I think they could shore him up a little bit from like seven catches to like maybe five catches. Um, but... I, you know, I think Renfro is going to have a big game. And I think Deshaun Jackson is actually going to have a better game this week. I think Zay Jones, he needs to have a good game. And I, I do feel like we still need Waller. Um, but if he doesn't come in, I think Foster Moreau is going to have to 
catch a few more passes. Um, we definitely need Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, I like Peyton Barber. I think he's been a nice, uh, you know, number two back since Drake has been out. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he can do, but, uh, yeah, we just need guys to step up. I agree with you. The defense really needs to put pressure. Um, but you know, I think the main thing is keep everything in front of you, you know, Keenan Allen, if he's going to catch the ball, which he will, he's going to have a few catches. You need to keep him in front of you. Uh, Mike Williams, he cannot get behind you. If he gets behind you, it's a touchdown. He's going to catch it. You know, don't let him get on top of you. Stay in front of him. Um, you know, uh, Jared Cook, you know, should be bigger in the offense and he's not, but you know, he is a former Raider. Uh, so he might have a bigger game than, than what you would think. Um, and Eckler, you know, he needs to be short out, if he's going to catch the ball, which he'll catch a few balls, you know, don't let him get five, six, seven yards, you know, keep him at bay, keep him at a three yard gain, you know, don't let it be a big gain. So, um, our linebackers, our safeties, our corners and our rush guys really need to have a great game overall. And then Derek Carr, I mean, I'll be honest, he can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, that's going to be a huge thing. Um, he, You know, listen, Derek has been trying to make a few things happen. Um, I don't think he had the best game last week, but I think when it mattered, he really stepped up. And I don't think there's any denying it. And exactly what you said, if we need a last minute field goal. There's no one I trust more than, than Derek Carr to move the ball down the field and get in field goal range and let Daniel Carlson kick it for a game winner. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't expect them to win, to be honest. Like I said, I think it's a 45% chance. I think they have a chance to do it, but um, you know, they, they, they may not. So, um, but I, overall, I think this season was a success no matter what. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Cody. Well, that is it, man. Uh, I know we went long, but, uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, so I, I feel like we deserve a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to to talk about, uh, you know, sports and all that. So thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, go check out our social media sites, which is Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are all Guru Code Sports Talk. And also go check out our YouTube page, which is Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, subscribe and like the videos and comment on the videos. Let us know what uh, what you think on any of those videos. And then go check out our uh, our podcast on any of the major podcast sites. Subscribe, rate, and review. Any uh, any rating and reviewing uh, is always good. So if it's a one star, let us know what you do not like. Uh, that way we can fix it. And uh, if it's a five star, let us know what we are doing correctly. And uh, also maybe throw some shade at the one star guys. So we'd appreciate that. <laughs> but um, we are on all the major podcasts. As I said, we're on Google, iHeart, uh, Spotify, and Apple podcasts. So go check those out and subscribe. Um, and then go check out fnxfitness.com, who is an awesome partner that we have. Um, I have been raving about their uh, protein, uh, their peanut butter cup protein, which has been my favorite. I don't think I'll ever get another one, which I'm going to be so mad because the next time I order it, they're going to be completely sold out. So I'm going to be pissed. But anyway, 
uh go check them out they have they're always doing deals uh they just had a recent new year deal it was like 50 percent off which unfortunately i didn't need anything so i didn't get anything but uh, go check them out they're always doing deals but we actually can give you a deal we can get you 15 percent off of your whole purchase using our promo code and cody will explain to you how to get that and uh, what to write in that promo code so cody go go ahead that's right, guys. So in the link in this description of the show, you're going to see the link tree uh, link that you click on. And we actually have the special landing page link for you on our link tree. You click on that, do all the shopping you need. Um, I'm a big person about their gear and their apparel. So I have a ton of that stuff and I love it. I'm actually looking at getting some more of their shirts and some uh, some of their joggers that they have on there, which is really great quality. Um, I probably I do have a lot of it and <laughs> probably every time you and I go to the gym I'm wearing something with wearing the hat, something new, the garter the shirt whatever <laughs> I always have something on but anyways it's just really good stuff it's really good quality um, I love it I'm wanting to get more of it of course like I mentioned and you know and now I'm super jealous I want to get that protein powder that you mentioned Drew and I will uh, yeah I definitely need to swoop up on that stuff because I've been dying to get it but anyways guys when you guys are finished shopping use Drew code 15 to get 15% off your purchase uh, that way you guys get all the savings so if you guys miss any of their special New Year's deals or any of the deals that they have in the seasons you can definitely use our promo code to still get a large discount on your order uh, and get all that you need for your fitness journey I know that Drew and I are trying to get back into the gym and get healthier and more fit and it's tough but you know with all the stuff that we can get at our disposal it makes it a little bit easier so definitely catch all that stuff and again go to the link tree uh, in the description of this show so that way you guys can get all that good stuff and while you're there in the link tree you will see the podcast links that drew mentioned you'll see the social media handles that you guys can follow us on uh you know subscribe to the podcast you know, leave comments, reviews. We'd love to interact with you guys. And, you know, you guys can check out our content and anything else further. Um, next week, we've got a pretty big show, I'd have to say, just foreshadowing all of that with especially recapping the the game, any other news that comes in. So it's definitely going to be a fun time. Yeah. Definitely going to want you guys to be there. You guys can also, I don't know if anyone knows this, you guys can listen to all of our podcast episodes on Facebook now. So if you guys have liked our Facebook page, you guys can actually get notifications on when our uh, podcast episode launches uh, every new episode on there. So go and check it out, catch up, binge, listen to it all. We'd really appreciate it. So yes. with that being said, you guys wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, get vaccinated, be safe out there. The coronavirus surge is getting worse. I texted Drew uh, kind of tongue in cheek, but it was kind of being truthful as well. We're in season three of the pandemic. Let's make it the last season. <laughs> I'm tired of this. So let's do what we can to be safe and take care of one another and uh, do our part to, you know, to be a helping hand to each other and just be kind, be thoughtful. Don't, don't be rude to each other. We don't need that right now. So yeah, yeah for so, sure. And check out next week. Uh, it, like Cody said, it's going to actually be really good because we're going to be going over um, our predictions at the beginning of the year, uh, where we went right, where we went wrong. And, uh, you know, there's going to be uh, Black Monday um, coaching um, news and all sorts of things. So uh, playoffs. So we're, it's going to be a great show next week. So definitely uh, check this episode out and check next <laughs> next week's episode. Right. And again, don't forget, guys, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe there. And uh, with that being said, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be safe and we'll see you later.